What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? It's your girl, No Mercy here. It's Tuesday night, so you already know what time it is. It's time for No Punches Pulled with me, No Mercy. Some of you probably already know who I am. For those of you that are new here, welcome. I am your host, Brooke Millbrook, formerly known in the fight game as Brooke No Mercy Deardorff. I am a retired professional boxer. I held the WBC lightweight title until I retired and I was inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame last year, 2022. I have been through some good, some bad, and of course, you all know a lot of BS in the sport of women's boxing. Welcome to my platform. This is where we talk the talk and we walk the walk. We're gonna bring out the truth behind the scenes in women's boxing. You're gonna hear from pioneers of the sport, past boxers, current boxers, even future boxers. We'll be getting down and dirty, speaking the truth of what takes place in women's boxing. You definitely don't want to miss a single show, so please make sure you like, subscribe, and share, 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 so you don't miss a single episode every here, every Tuesday night here with me, No Mercy. But hopefully y'all already saw, we got a special guest in the house tonight, Mia Motu, the current IBO Super Bantamweight World Champion out of New Zealand. Uh, in the amateur game, she was a five-time New Zealand champion, winning two junior titles and three elite senior titles. She also won the world boxing event called the Ringside Bowl World Championship. Mia made her pro debut in 2020 and so far holds the IBO Super Bantamweight World title and is a four-division New Zealand champion, y'all. She holds more New Zealand titles than any other female boxer. She broke that record of a 14-year record set by Daniela Smith for holding the most titles in February of 2022. Please help me welcome Mia Motu to the show. What's up, champ? How you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for joining me. Um, I had spoke with Michael Orr, and he um, was telling me all about you, and I'm like, yeah, we got to have her on my show. I, I know you've been on the show here, but not with me not with me yeah. so it's a pleasure to have you on how have you been i've been really good thank you good good um women's boxing channel is already chiming in says you're a damn good boxer puncher good range combos has lots of power excellent body work and has a killer instinct that sounds familiar <laughs> i love it thanks for joining women's boxing channel um, so I always like to kind of take it back, rewind, go back to the beginning, tell everyone a little bit about your childhood and what led you to boxing. I grew up with a big family. I grew up out in the bush and the native growing in the seawater. I love diving and pig hunting as I love catching my own seafood. And yeah, I was just brought up with, um, family and was really close to my family and then I just, we were into, over here in New Zealand, we are into rugby and league. And that was like the two big things over here. And I wasn't really into it. And then I found boxing and I just found a passion for it at the time. I was just enjoying how it put a lot of challenges and the training is definitely one of the hardest sports I've ever done. So, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, I tell everybody um, boxing is the only full body workout, like from head to toe that I've ever done. And I've done just about all the sports there are. Um, yeah. Boxing, full body, head to toe. You'll hurt like, I'm like, you hurt in places you don't even know you could hurt. So if you want to yeah. get it, 
do boxing. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Do boxing. <laughs> um, so the first time you stepped into a boxing gym, I know that the boxing scene is totally different over in New Zealand than it is in the United States. Um, but did you have any, the first time you went to the gym, did you have any issues being female? Um, do they treat you different over there, coaches, other fighters, or is it just pretty even across the board? Uh, it was pretty even and they didn't treat me any different. They just treated me because I was such a tomboy back then as well. So yeah. they literally treated me like a boy. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know I, a lot of people in the U S have, well, back, you know, back when we were younger or even in my time, um, it, they weren't so welcoming to the, to females, um, for oh, quite a while. Yeah. So it was a challenge trying to find a, a good home gym that welcomed you with open arms instead of just treating you kind of like an outcast being female. Yeah. Um, so did you tell us a little bit about your amateur career, a pretty impressive amateur career. I know you didn't have a huge amateur career, amateur career, similar to me. I only had 15 fights as an amateur and then went pro. Um, but tell us a little about your amateur career and what was your favorite memory from the amateurs? Um, my amateur career was, um, I was very in and out. I never really took it seriously. I just did it for fun and I just did it for like to keep my fitness up and just to keep my mind occupied really. And then like my, my career was like, Everyone would always tell me like I'd be really good at boxing, but I just never took it serious. Yeah, because I, yeah, I just couldn't. It would like I'd get frustrated and be like, oh, I give up, and I'd just be back and forward. So yeah, that was my amateur career. My favorite moment was would have been when I popped my shoulder, and I didn't realize it had popped out, and I still carried on fighting. And I was like looking at my hand like, why is it wiggling? <laughs> Wasn't till after the fight. I realized, oh, it's popped out. So I just threw it back in myself. Yeah. Yeah. I have definitely dislocated my shoulder, but not, um, not in boxing, playing football with boys. Um, when I was like, I don't know, 16 or 17. Um, and they tackle me like full fledged tackle me. I, I, that was, that's pretty painful that with the separated shoulder. Um, yeah. so yeah, I can imagine. Um, but I always tell people cause yeah, they always ask me like when you get cut or, I've had lots of broken noses, um, just different things. But the adrenaline, the adrenaline rush is so high when you're fighting that you don't, not that you don't feel it, but you don't fully feel the pain until like afterwards. Absolutely. So you can, you can bear it and grit through the pain. I guess yeah. you don't really feel it all the way. So I can imagine that wasn't too hard to do. To no, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, well, you had several amateur titles though. Um, did you have like a favorite title that you held that was kind of like special or they were just no big really. deal? They were no big deal to me. Gotcha. Take it serious. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Women's Boxing Channel is chiming in over here and says Mia Uzi's happy place. I can tell. She does look very happy, doesn't she? I agree. <laughs> uh wow disciplined shoulder your adrenaline must have hidden the pain yes i tell people that daily i don't know i'm sure it's the same for you but when you're when you have that much adrenaline in a fight i mean like i tell people i feel it like i know like when my nose go got broke or when i got a cut but the pain's not really fully there until you're back in the dressing room and you're kind of like yeah. calm down and then you're like dang that actually really hurts i might want to get yeah. that looked at 
<laughs> That's so true, though. Yeah. Any pain, like in the middle of the fight, it doesn't hurt. You don't feel anything. No. Not after. Yeah, it's after when you're kind of like your heartbeat calms down and you're like settled down and you're like, oh, I've even been cut before and didn't even know I had a cut. Yeah, same. And I had to have stitches. Yeah. I'm like, I can't feel it. It doesn't feel like a cut. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't even know um, the the blood was flowing to the side, so I really didn't even I didn't even know I had a cut until afterwards. They're like, "You gotta go get stitches." I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "You got a bad cut." And I'm like, "Okay, let's go." Yeah, let's go get that taken care of. Um, so after the amateurs, then what made the decision that you decided you wanted to go pro and start really taking it seriously? I actually didn't make the decision. I was I just wanted to go back to boxing for fitness because I just finished having a baby. Okay. And I was like, would have been like a couple of months, three months, my daughter would have been, I think. And then I was just like, okay, I, I want to do some fitness. And then I reached out to my coach, Isaac Peach, and he was like, straight away, he I showed up and he's like, Okay, you're going pro. And I was like, Is he joking? Like, I was so anti-pro. I was like, I'm not going pro. I can't punch. I can't fight. I was like, this guy's crazy. But I gave it a go. And I was like, okay, I'll do them all. I'll give things a go. So I gave it a go. And the first taste, man, that was it. I did not look back. I was like, nah, this is where I lo like. That's my happy place, being in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, that's – I. It's hard to explain to people the difference. It's it's a it's un, it's an undescribable experience, I guess, if you haven't ever done it. And I always tell people they're like, "Well, how do you turn it on and off?" And I said, "I don't know. It's just like a switch. Like I can be perfectly normal and a mom and all that stuff, but when when it, when you get in the ring, it's you're a totally different person. Like yeah. I always tell people, I guess I have. And I don't really, but like split personality because you literally just turn it on and off. Like you have yeah. to be able to do that. I know people freak out. They like, how do you switch from being this happy, nice mare to like going to into the ring and being yeah. like this crazy fighter? Yeah. I don't know. I just said, it's just, you either have it or you don't. And I guess we're just a little, I don't know. I guess I'm just a little crazy in the head to be able to do so. And I'm always yeah. like, it's not that I want to go get punched in the face. It's just. I like the rush of it and, yeah, and the, the really. feeling that you get. Yeah. yeah. But most people wouldn't even, they don't even think they're like, there's no way you you were a boxer. And I'm like, yeah, for like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I was for years and years. Um, but it's just a totally different, you're a totally different person, I guess, is the only way to describe it. Um, let's see. We got Michael or of course, chiming in, talking, well, he's talking to women's boxing channel. Oh, I think they're just talking to each other. Yeah, oh, they're no. just talking to each other. I just kept saw messages flow through <laughs> there, and I'm no, they're talking to each other. Have a good conversation, fellas. Um, so not long after your you turned pro, though, um, only your sixth pro fight, you won your first New Zealand Professional Boxing Association lightweight title. Um, tell us a little bit about that fight and what the first title meant to you. Um, that one meant a lot to me. I I was the t like first time I've ever seen a belt like a professional belt. So I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, that like looked like treasure. You know, when you see gold, that's what it looked like. And I was like, I am not losing this. I am going out full speed. 
And yeah, I was so hungry for it. I just wanted to, I wanted to destroy her. And, yeah. and I went out there and I was shocked myself. Like, that's how I felt in my mind, but I didn't know I was going to actually execute it and do it. Yeah. So I was like, I was so shocked. I was like, so happy, jumping for joy. And I was just like, man, I made the right decision for sticking to professional boxing. Yeah, sticking with it. Absolutely. I know I always dreamed of fighting like overseas anywhere when I was fighting, just because boxing is so much bigger yeah. abroad than it is in the U.S. for women. I can't say like, I, it probably is all together, I guess, really. But women had so many opportunities um, overseas. Is it pretty big? Is it the women's scene pretty big over there in New Zealand too? No, not really. No. So you have you are, are you only you fought outside of New Zealand before though, right? Yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah, I just remember there was like back in my time. Um, what was her name? It was Menzer. I can't remember her first name, but she was from overseas. Um, and had a lot of the titles that was in my weight class and I never could get a fight with her, but I always really wanted to go because the pay was better. The, the crowd was better. Like the, like when they would come out for the ring walks, they always just have like flames and fire and, oh, and wow. like, why can't we have that here? Like, it yeah. Looked, yeah, it's just, it was so intriguing to me. Like we're supposed to be the United States, like. It's supposed to be like that here. And it was for the guys, just not for us back then. It's definitely getting better, though. Yeah, it is. Um, I know that you racked up, though, short in a short period of time, four-division New Zealand champion um, in four different weight classes, which is awesome. I know I had to go up and down in weight class. I fought anywhere from 122 to 135 just to get the big fights. Um, yeah. But you do hold more New Zealand titles than any other female in New Zealand now breaking that record how does that feel oh that feels amazing it, I like I didn't think I would could, I could break it because I was like oh, this is quite a hard one to get so I shocked myself I was so surprised I was yeah. like when I got them all I was like oh man I'm not stopping I'm gonna keep going and try to get all those titles that's why I was like that gave me hope and determination that I can even go for the big bouts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you know the girl that held the titles? Yes, Daniela Smith, who was okay. my idol. Yeah, was she, she pretty heartbroken? No, she was proud no? of me. She was yeah. proud of you? Okay. You never know sometimes when you break people's records, like if they're going to be happy for you or kind of like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I would be a little bit hard. I would be happy for someone, but yet kind of heartbroken at the same time because you're like man i don't have that yeah but that's cool that's cool that you know her um and recently as recent as um last year you won the ibo super bantamweight world title just this past april actually um congratulations on that by the way tell us about that fight um who you fought how the fight went and how how does it feel to win your first official like world title um i'm still trying to um like taking that in taking it in it's still yeah it's still like it doesn't feel reality yet it hasn't yeah. hit me it's like to me it just seems like a fight and it's just another fight that i just keep rolling on but yeah, yeah it's definitely i'm trying to keep i keep forgetting that i hold that world title and it's it's quite amazing and 
I'm really grateful, but at the same time, it's just I'm trying to get up that platform. Yeah. You know? So it hasn't, yeah, hasn't, I hasn't sunken in yet. Hasn't sunken in yet. No. Um, who was the opponent that you faced? Was it a, a close fight? Was it an easy fight? How did how did you feel that fight went? Uh I was it was a hard it, it was a good fight. It was more of a challenging fight because I was trying to figure out what was going on with, with me. So when I was breathing and stuff, I was like trying to like figure out what's wrong with my body. Like why is it why is it hurting? And I'm not even she hasn't even hit me. And then I realized I wasn't till after the fight, I went for a scan a week later and I had a broken rib. Oh no. Yeah, that yeah. had been rough. Yeah, and it was I broke it not in the fight before the Inspiring, fight. Inspiring, probably. Inspiring, yeah. And I know exactly what, I just thought it was like, you know, I thought, oh, it's my age yeah. getting to me. Like, oh, I hurt yeah. my back. And I was like, damn it, I'm getting old. That's how I felt yeah but no it wasn't oh because and i was like oh no nah, it's just a pulled muscle or something i'll be fine right get, yeah you're like yeah. i'm fine yeah yeah and then i get into the fight and it's just it's 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 killing me yeah it was Rib, really ribs will make it hard to breathe like hard to move like everything is off if your ribs yeah. are hurt yeah, yeah. And i thought I thought I was fine and then I was like, why is it hurting? And I was like, wasn't till after the fight, I was like, nah, I gotta get this checked. Went to go get it checked and then they told me and I was like, I was so angry at myself and frustrated because I was like, damn it, I literally thought it was my age. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm getting old, I'm hurting. Old. Yeah. So That's yeah, so it was fun. definitely a challenging fight. Definitely challenging trying to breathe and trying to hold on in the fight with that broken rib and i got through it that was the main thing I, yeah I, at times i was like what's wrong with me but because normally i can just switch but it wouldn't let me and yeah so tanya tanya walters was her name really good fighter she was shorter so she was just hitting me there constantly yeah banging I didn't want to get low or anything. I didn't even want to bend down to throw up cut. I just wanted to keep all my punches straight. Yeah. Because it was just, it was, oh my gosh, I've never I had a broken rib. Uncomfortable. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. And I, cut, I was just so shocked. And then after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I got through the fight. Yeah. Well, that's phenomenal though, that you did it with a broken rib and you still came out on top. You don't oh, need no. Yeah, and, you through. and you're not you're not too old. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. Old, not too old. No, I know I'm not too old. Age is just a number. <laughs> yeah, it's just a number. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I would have kept on fighting. I'm trying to think. I was I would I was only in my third like mid thirties when I retired, but that's because I got pregnant with my second daughter. Um, oh yeah. And I was like. So now I have two kids and I was like, mm, I already had the WBC title. They're like, I wasn't getting like fair decisions. Like it was just ridiculous. So I was like, and I wasn't making any money then. Um, yeah. The most I ever made was $4,000 for my WBC title in Mexico. Whoa. Yeah. So um, I was like, you know, I love it, but I should think about my kids safety. Yeah. I have two kids now, I, you know, 
I had the WBC. That was like my dream. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to call it quits. But I, I, I think about it a lot these days with the way that, that things are going for the women. It's the last up. probably, I, but I just had another son two years ago. He'll be two in June. So I'm not nearly anywhere I need to be as far as shape goes. But I, I would love to come out of retirement. Age is just a number. But just because of how well women's boxing is doing right now, it's it's starting to... Uh, come back but yeah. i think i'll be 42 next month i think i'm uh oh wow you know a little bit too old i'm getting a little bit too old yeah i think i'm past that threshold but makes you want to um let's see i've got a bunch of comments i think we missed let's see uh women's boxing channel says i love to see mia work in the uk which i think could do great promo for new zealand like the aussies are doing What's your opinion on that, Mia? Oh, I'd love to, of course. Anywhere that's going to make me grow and make me fight, I just love fighting. That's that's my happy place. That's what I enjoy. So if I can get in the ring and just keep fighting and that's what it's going to do for me, I'll love to. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good opportunity for sure. Michael Orr says, United States, the fan base is too corporate. I know, Michael. I'm just saying <laughs> It would be nice to see that here for a change, is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, Women's Boxing Channel also said it also worked well for Lucy, is it Wilhart of Sweden? I think she is, maybe from Sweden. Not familiar with her. I know. I'm not, you know who she is, probably. I'm not familiar with her. She's probably a newer fighter. Uh, Mia, Women's Boxing Channel says Mia 33 ain't old for women. The most successful age for women or for world titles is currently on average of 38, believe it or not. I would 100% believe that women's boxing channel. Yeah. I, I, I would 100% believe that for women. Maybe not so much for the men, but women nah. definitely mid to late 30s. I would 100% yes. agree with that. I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm about to turn 42, but had I not had another kid, I probably would still be fighting. Oh, Actually, awesome. two more. Two more kids since then. But yeah, uh, 35 I meant. Oh, she's, is she 35? Are you 35? 33. No, she's 33 Women's <laughs> Boxing Channel. You were right the first time. Yeah. Yeah, very true, WBC. Yes, Michael. Fine, come out of retirement and I'll, and I'll light up fireworks <laughs> for you. You'll light fireworks for me? If awesome. I come out of retirement, you're going to come to my, my venue and lay fireworks for my ring walk. I would like that. That would be, Dude, that would be, be fire. Insane. Yeah, that would be fire. I, I need some money with that too, though. Can you, can you pay me? Can you pay me, Michael? Yeah, not 4,000. Not $4,000. <laughs> I need like three big, figures, big like yeah. three figures at least. Yeah. <laughs> at least, you know, you I could feel I could fill the seats, Michael. I know, I could fill the seats. I know it would take. It probably have to have a couple warm up fights though to get the fans back because I've been gone for for ten years. I think it would take a little while. Uh, but there's a lot of people coming out of retirement now though from my era, so it, it's exciting there to is. watch. There is, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them coming back. I don't know, Michael. That's a lot of work. <laughs> It's a lot of work and I'm about to be 42 and I'm feeling 42 with a two-year-old running around. Let me tell you, I don't know. 
Um, do you have any fights in the near future? Do you have anything scheduled right now? Yes, my next fight will be in August. The okay. Fourth, I think it is, or twenty-six. Okay. Um, do you have an opponent already, or are you defending your title? Or I'm you defending the title. Yeah. Okay. And I think they had opponent for. They did have an opponent for me yesterday. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'll flip it up. Nice. Nice. Um. Well, I was gonna say, do you have any fighters that you'd like to call out or that you really want to fight soon? Is the is your opponent one of the ones that you wanted to fight next? No, I just I'm not really fussed to be honest. Anyone that's got the belts, I just want them all, and I just want to fight anyone, and I want to fight the best to be the best. That's, yeah, that's my mentality. That's how I view boxing. Like, I just want to fight the best, and that's the only way I'm gonna grow as a fighter. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Um, are there, a, is it, are the belts all spread out for your weight class right now? I'm not really sure of that. Or is this somebody have more than one or are they all spread out? They all, they all spread out. I think, um, I know Mexicans got the WBC, I think, and um, is it Venezuela's or the Argentinians got WBO, I think. And then, okay. Um, so you got you got a few people to fight. Got, to get them uh, I've got Sugarneek. She's the closest one to me. She's Australian. She's Kiwi Australian. Okay. Yeah. So that would be that one. Hopefully, will be one of the next on the radar. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. She's the closest. Yeah. So, so you'll have at least three or four people before you can get them all wrapped up. At least, man, yeah. it'd be nice if at least one person had at least two of them. But hey, I know. you got time. Yeah, I got time. Yeah, you so. got time. One at a time, one at a time. Yeah. You got you'll get there. Um, who were you? I think you said one already. Who are your uh some of your female idols, role models in the sport of women's boxing? Uh definitely Daniela Smith, who I used to train with as well, and who tra trained me in the amateur scenes as well. Okay. So she kind of paved the way for me, and especially here in New Zealand, and she just gave me the growth of determination to be a proud young moldy woman to compete in box yeah. pro, pro boxing which i thought i could never do so she gave me the faith and hope so yeah i'll definitely have to say daniella smith okay nice and that's awesome because because you just broke her record so yeah, like you yeah. Said, i'm sure she's really proud of you for that especially being she mentored you and was helping you with that so yeah. i can totally see her being happy for you in that scenario uh, let's see. I think they gave us all the rankings. So Boxrec, number one, Umilith, is it Mercado? Oh, yes. IBF, interim world vacant. Oh, interim world vacant. IBF world is Shernika Johnson. Yeah. IBO world is you, obviously. WBA girl, gold world va is vacant. The WBA... Oh, really? Ooh, so so we got a couple of vacant belts. Maybe we can get just a title fight with somebody that has one, and they could throw in some vacant ones. Then you can yeah once Super World vacant, WBA World is Marilyn Rivas. Oh yes, that's her. Yeah, that's the one. WBC Interim World is vacant. WBC World is Jamilith Mercado. WBO interim world vacant. WBO world Segaline. I don't even know how to say that. Michael, we need a translation. He knows how to say everybody's name. Oh my gosh. 
Lefebri? Lefebri? I don't know. I don't know that you one. IBF world. My, I can't say their names. I'm so sorry, ladies, if you guys are watching. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> your name. I don't want to mess it up. Um, but there's a lot of vacant titles. Definitely a lot of oh, vacant wow. titles out there. They won't. Oh, well, they've just, they might have just gone vacant. I don't know. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, she's French. Segoline Lefebvre. He broke it out for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you see the chat on the side? Oh, yes, I don't know. Yeah. If you can see yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he like broke it down in segments. So, so I could say it, but there is a lot of vacant titles, which is really interesting because you could always do a big fight to maybe defend yours, fight them for theirs, and then throw in some vacant titles. Yeah. So that, that would sounds, be nice. That would be nice. All right. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think um, so far of the growth in women's boxing from say, you know, a decade or two ago to today? Oh, that's amazing. I literally, the growth of female boxing is amazing. It's awesome to see females headlining the main events. Yes. Which I never thought I'd ever see in my life. It was always such a male sport. And now yeah. women are finally getting the opportunity to headline big events and have yeah, that big, venues. That big game. Yeah, yeah. It was like way more fun to watch than the guys. I've always said that. I don't understand what is wrong with people. Yeah, I would one hundred percent rather watch a girl fight than a guy fight any day of the week because there, there's more action. Yeah, and it's like, it's there's way more. It's like oh, it's just I can't even describe it because I just it's so it's like you can you get what the girls are trying to do, but with the yeah. boys, it's just so slow and frustrating. Yeah. Like I mean, very rarely fight. do you get a really good guy fight. I mean, every now and then, don't get me wrong, yeah. there's there's a really good action guys fight. But nine times out of ten, at least one person is bicycling or moving the whole time. And yeah. there's like maybe 30 seconds of a three-minute round where there's actually action. Otherwise, yeah. they're just moving around the whole time. And I'm like, this is boring. It is. And then the girls come on and it's like action for 10 rounds for the entire 20 minutes. Like it's yes. nonstop. It's like punch or punch. Fight yeah. Or I've been telling people forever. I'm like, how can you not enjoy watching females boxing? It's so much more action. It's so exciting. Like, I don't, how would you not want to, like, how do you not want to watch this? Even like back when I was fighting amateurs or in pros and I like, there'd be maybe one girl, fight on a card luck, lucky if there was yeah. and i'm just like how do you not get it like i don't know i oh i a lot of times was the most popular fight of the night uh where i at a lot of the venues i was at um just because there was so much action yeah and people were like oh like wow i've never like really seen one well if you guys would put us out there a little bit more or back in my time they used to put people on television because we very rarely got televised but then they would put two people that really shouldn't be on tv on tv and then they just made yeah. us look bad and then people are like well i don't want to watch that and i'm like well that's because you had two people that can't fight yeah not like two like ranked fighters or two really good fighters you had just 
too, I hate to say the word bum because I don't feel like anybody that gets in the ring is a bum, but you know what I mean? Like they shouldn't have been on TV. They shouldn't have been on TV. I totally agree. So yeah, it's exciting to actually see big time competitive fights now on TV instead of just garbage. And then I, and then you're like, well, I understand why people don't want to watch it. If this is what they see. Yeah. It's like, I don't that's not a good, it's not a good no. representation of women's boxing. That's not what it's normally like. No. Well, it's like going to the amateurs. Yeah. But the, the, the fights they used to put on, it was like going to an amateur show and watching two brand new people who have never fought before. That is so true. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. It's like, Two amateurs never fought facing each other. That's what they used to put on TV for women. Yeah. And then like, and I'm like what is, even, even now, what is like I, I see some pro girl fights that are still, still new and still coming, but literally I think they put them on because they're such a pretty face, but they yeah. can't box. And it's like, yeah, but that's not but it's sport professional boxing. No, it just makes us look bad. Totally makes yeah. us look bad. It does. Uh, vacant ring. Oh, the ring. The ring. The ring belt is vacant, also. Oh wow. Michael Orr says, "What I love is that the women are ducking and dodging. Aren't I'm assuming you meant aren't ducking and dodging each other. Yeah. Because right now, most they're most of the top girls are not dodging other top rank fighters. Most of them." Yeah. Are doing pretty good with their opponents. Yes, Michael. I, I read you. I got you. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Um, have you had to, I know like in my time, and I know it's way better today, but back in, in my time there, I had to go through a lot of like BS, like things behind the scenes that people didn't know about. People don't talk about being a female um, that we had to go through that, that nobody knows about or even talks about really. Um, have you had any bad situations or uncomfortable situations that you've been in being female mm, not over here i haven't not not since i've been like professionally boxing no i haven't if you okay. in my past i did so that's why i was so anti-boxing and amateur because i was i with my ex-partner i was abused by him so okay and he was a boxer himself okay so yeah and and that's why it took me ages to come back to the sport. I got you. That makes total sense. Um, yeah, I know. And and I've had, I don't know if you've seen any of the shows, but it's like a lot of um, past fighters on and just some of the stories like from us older fighters, things that we've been through. It's like, you got to be kidding me. Like they would never do that to the guys. Like never. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's always kind of interesting to hear all the different things. And I know for ages, like I never even told anybody about some of the stuff that I went through because I don't want people being like, oh, you're just making excuses or, oh, yeah. that never really happened or, oh, you're just trying to say that, like to save face. And I'm, so I never talked about it until I started the podcast. And now I'm like, and I've been retired for over for 10 years. I really don't care what people think at this point, but I feel like our stories help future generations or current fighters. Um, like things to look out for, um, and things that just aren't okay. Cause some people just don't realize that it's not normal or that it shouldn't be happening. Yeah. So, so yeah, true. definitely. A women's boxing channel says it can't be worse than those two massive lumps that attempted to fight in the YT farce. I don't know who you're talking about, but I know 
we're on the same page women's boxing channel we're talking about the same thing with with uh people that shouldn't be representing the sport being televised yeah. for sure voice to text didn't do me good that time well michael you shouldn't voice to text you should just use your fingers and type it out okay these two crossover fights between those two men I'm talking about, by the way, disgraceful promo and dangerous, in my opinion. It was on the zone. Oh. You'll have to let me know who they were. I don't know if I, I don't think I saw it. But uh, we see that a lot across boxing, period. I mean, I'm not going to say there's not guys fights that, that are on there that are like, what the hell, this shouldn't be on TV. But yeah. it happens way more for women, in my opinion. It does. It happens way uh, yeah absolutely what advice would you give to young girls out there that are listening thinking about getting into boxing what advice would you like to give the next generation cool um my advice would be boxing is it teaches you basic life skills discipline and yeah. self-respect yeah. that's what i've learned and loving who you are yeah like really loving and appreciating you as a person and understanding you're understanding your body and what you what your mentality your mental mind and your physical you understand how your mind and body works mentally and physically it's amazing so definitely my number one thing i would always say to females is don't ever let someone tell you you can't do it believe and go and do it just don't don't be a sayer be a doer yeah i like that yeah don't be a sayer be a doer yes if it's something you want to do you got to just go for it and do it don't listen to anybody else's opinion yeah um, i know my dad loved me fighting because i don't know he's just a sports action guy my mom granted my mom was at every every fight don't get me wrong and i could hear her over everybody else yelling um but she just did not like it just because i was her i was her only daughter and i was the baby and she oh, wanted to get hurt um so she hated watching it but she was always there and always yelling and cheering um but relieved afterwards i guess we should say but um but yeah you just can't listen to other people you just gotta follow your dreams and do do what you think is best for you for yeah sure. um and definitely just watch out for things um watch out for things that you know are inappropriate and speak up if, if there's something yeah, definitely speak use your voice don't be afraid to use your voice because i was that person that always stayed dormant yeah. and i would always be ashamed of speaking now i'm such I, I i feel like i can be my full potential self because i'm speaking and i'm using my voice and not being yeah. afraid yeah um and, and it takes a while for us to get there especially as females um it's always been driven in in our minds that you know we come second to men or you know we're supposed to be in the house and cook you know back in the day so that's just what we grew up with so sometimes it's hard for us to kind of come out of our shell and speak our mind and let people know things and not feel like we're overstepping our our place as a woman yeah. um so yeah but once you do it's like yeah, like I can do this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to speak up, but there's always somebody you can trust or somebody you can talk to. Yeah. 
Their names are Wings and Wings versus Boogie, LOL. Well, that's, I mean, their names kind of say it all. Yeah, I was going to say that. Wings versus Boogie. It doesn't sound like a fight I would have even tuned in to watch. Yeah. YouTubers weigh in at combined 56 stone for a fight on KSI versus Joe Fournier undercard. I didn't watch that that fight. I yeah. I yeah, I didn't watch that one, but I definitely probably would have turned I wouldn't have even tuned in if it was Wings versus Boogie. That's what I was just thinking. It doesn't even sound right. Is that their that's gotta be their nicknames? That's definitely not their last names. Why would you do that to yourself? Just two sparring dummies, that's all they're good for. <laughs> um hey Michael, I don't know. I mean, you said it, I didn't. So y'all don't don't come attack me later. I'm reading the comments, okay? <laughs> it didn't come out of my mouth. Um, but yeah, I hey, it is what it is. When you um, so I know you got plenty of time left. I know your your goals is all the belts and all of that. What is the one thing that you most would like to be remembered for when it is time to hang up the gloves? That I saved a life. That that's the biggest thing which I'm doing here in New Zealand, um, just encouraging women. And because what I've been through, I'm using my voice to speak up and um, I've already done it. And it's it hits home and it um, like it hits me in the heart and it's, it's very something I'm very passionate about and also changing the narrative for children. Absolutely. That's what yeah. I totally agree with that 100%. So, yeah, and I definitely we are definitely on the right path. And I know yeah. you're like your era is definitely reaping um, a lot of the benefits that us past fighters worked so hard for. And, yes. and it's starting to starting to shine. But I think this next generation after the current era is really gonna skyrocket, or at yeah. least I'm hoping I'm really hoping. Um, so yeah, it's, it's exciting to watch. And sometimes I sit back and I'm like, why couldn't it have started in my time? But it's still so nice to see the girls finally getting, oh, not complete equality, but we're getting yeah. better. We're getting not, better. Yeah, definitely getting better. Um, is there anything I had only planned like a four, cause originally your coach told me you only had 45 minutes and then he said, um, your, your next scheduled thing kind of passed over so we could go longer, but I wrote it out. Yeah. So it would be about 45 minutes. Okay, um, is there cool. anything else that you want to talk about or you want to add or that we didn't talk about that you want to throw out there or discuss? We, I mean, anything you want to discuss or let people know about you? That I'm proud to be Moldy. <laughs> That's definitely me. <laughs> I'm a proud Moldy. That's my nationality of who yes. I am. I'm this like real hoary hoary here in new zealand which would be for you guys would be someone who likes who looks like a homeless who wears bare feet and holy clothes <laughs> <laughs> that's a hoary for us but that's how i like being i'm just i like being myself and you know i always say because people say how does it feel to be a champion a world champion and i'm like yeah i'm the world champion when i'm boxing yeah outside of boxing i'm just me and more too yes and That's i agree with you 100 with that um yeah. totally i know when i won the wbc title it was against mia st john it was the second time i had fought her it was in mexico because she wanted the rematch in mexico 
Um, so I went over there and she was defending the title and I won the fight in Mexico, but I can remember being in Mexico for almost a week. Cause they was boxing is so big over there. Like, I mean, it's yeah. they're diehard boxing fans. And that was like my best experience though, was fighting in Mexico because I was coming in as the opponent, obviously granted yeah. she made way more than me. Obviously it was me saying God, but I only got 4k, but I was like famous over there. Like everybody knew who I was. I couldn't leave my, my ho hotel room. I couldn't go eat oh, wow. I couldn't walk downtown, like without being mobbed. They had like huge signs, like on the streets, like with, with our pictures on it. Um, they had a open, you know, open media day outside. They had like a pre-fight weigh in, but it was like, I couldn't go anywhere without taking photos or signing autographs. And I had never felt that in the United States. Like oh, wow. very rarely would I get stopped and be, someone would know who I was, except unless I was in my hometown, just because they, it was a small town. But yeah. otherwise, very rarely did I get stopped when people were like, oh my God, like you're broke, like you're, you're broke. Like, can I get an autograph? It just didn't happen very often. But over there, yeah. everybody did that. So I can, even like when we were sitting down eating, people would come up and I'm like, can we just get it to go? Like, I want, I mean, it was nice. But I can understand like stardom, like for celebrities, like sometimes yeah. like, I just need a break. Like, I don't want to go out in pub or like when they're eating and they're kind of like, I don't want to take photos and pictures right now. It's not that they're being rude. It's just like, I need to breathe for a minute or like yeah. I'm with family or whatever. Um, but it was an amazing, amazing experience. So have you fought in, in Mexico yet? No, I would love to fight in Mexico. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, if you, the girl that's got the the title in Mexico, if you get to fight her, maybe it'll be in Mexico. I don't know, but best experience I ever had, hands down, fighting in Mexico. Um, just because boxing is so big over there, and they love all fighters. Like I said, I was the opponent, and yet everybody still knew who I was. So it was it was very humbling um, to be able to actually experience that, and and then not experience it in in the United States. It was just like. Like I should be famous here, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was very nice. So yeah, if you ever get the chance to fight in Mexico, definitely. It was a great experience for me anyway. Um, does anybody, Michael, Women's Boxing Channel, do you guys have any more questions for Mia? Um, like I said, originally her coach says she only had 45 minutes exactly. And it's 46 minutes right now. So I think I wrote out the show pretty darn well to time yeah. that out. Um, but do you guys have any more questions for her before we start wrapping up? It's really great to watch this interview with Mia. So valuable to relate. Yes, totally. For a real future Hall of Famer and a Hall of Famer on the same show. Well, there you go. So you got a current Hall of Famer and we got a future Hall of Famer all in one wrapped up on Talk and Fight. Michael Orr. <laughs> Set this up. Amazing, amazing, amazing um, person. Amazing. He knows everything there is to know about everybody in boxing. That's why I always ask him for advice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He knows everything. I'll be like, who? Can you tell me about this person? Yeah. Uh, how was, oh, Michael Orr said, how was fighting in Dubai? Fighting in Dubai? Woof, that was a great experience, to be honest. How flash was that? That that place is so amazing like it's so flash and 
they they had everything set up it was just i felt out of place because i was like this is too flash for me <laughs> and yeah. I, I had the fireworks too the flying see the fire yeah see that's what i'm talking about i never got that but i've seen it and i'm like that's so awesome yeah so i was like wow it was really it was actually a, i love that fight i really that's one fight i did love that's awesome yeah, I never did fight in Dubai, but that's that's awesome. Yeah, I always was like, man, I just want the flames. Like when when you come out, you got all the flames and like your huge picture like on the board behind you. Yeah, that's yeah, what I did. I yeah. Did. Well, good for you. That's awesome. Um, let's see. You don't want to you don't want to piss him off. Who who don't we want to piss off, Michael? Women's boxing channel. I'll let you both go. Thanks for everything, guys. I appreciate you, women's boxing channel, as always for chiming in thanks for tuning in and watching thanks for your support um and thanks for always sharing who i'm having on the show on your pages i really appreciate that what's up um d garcia you came a little late who are you fighting next and when she's fighting yeah, august 4th or 26th yeah versus um she's not for sure the name but i think it was just announced she said yesterday so it should be coming out soon yeah i don't know 100 they haven't locked it in so there's two girls but yeah, they haven't locked it in yet. So okay, got you. They lock it in, then yes, it it should be out in in release in the news soon. Who she's fighting next? But it is August fourth or twenty sixth. She said. Um, Michael says, "Don't worry, Brooke. I told you if you come out of retirement, I got you on the fireworks. Well, I need fireworks. I need a little more fireworks though to come out of retirement. I'm gonna need some money. Yeah, the fireworks is so cool. Get some sponsors. Sponsors, money." Michael, yeah. you hook me up with some sponsors, a, a promoter that's going to pay me some sponsorship <laughs> and some fireworks. And we'll talk about me coming out of retirement. Uh, she knows what ain't revealing, LOL. No, she doesn't. No, I don't think. She said I, they, nah, did, um, didn't they signed someone maybe yesterday. It was between two different people. Yeah. Um, her coach is Isaac. Yeah, he he may know, but it should be out shortly. Deal, Michael. You let me know. You got my number. Um, Mia, tell everybody where they can follow your career, where they can follow you on social media and all that good stuff. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. I'm under Mia Motu or Mia Mia Motu. All right. So, yeah, you can good. follow me there. And you'll find me all over New Zealand media. You just need to log yeah. up New Zealand and you'll find me all over so yeah, I always used to tell you, just Google me. Yeah, yeah, Google me. Just Google, Google me. me. Yeah, easy. <laughs> yeah, I always laugh when my kids, uh, especially my oldest one was younger. She, nobody ever believed her when she said my mom was a professional fighting fighter champion, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, okay. And my kids are mixed, so it made it even worse. Like, nobody believed her. And I'm like, just tell them to Google me. <laughs> like, like, Google me. And so she would pull it up and they're like, yeah, that's not your mom. That's just some woman you just looked up. And I'm like, who does that? Who's going to just yeah. look up some person and be like, this is my mom. Like who, nobody is going to go through that trouble to be like, yeah, this is my mom. And it's really not my mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nobody does that. But yeah. My it's kids the opposite. Yeah. Like for what? Like, what am I going to get at? What is she going to get out of that? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Not, nothing at all. She's now a celebrity. Great antidote. Yeah, I'm serious. Daytime TV in New Zealand. She's doing daytime TV in New Zealand. I have to look up some of the interviews for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Well, if you don't have anything else you want to throw out or any thank yous you want to throw out, I definitely appreciate you for taking the time. I know your coach said you're busy. Michael said you're busy. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come on my show um, and tell a little bit about your story. I will definitely be following your career um, and your upcoming fights. Um, and I wish you nothing but the best on chasing those dreams. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. That's been an awesome interview. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. It's it's I when I when I accepted this doing the show, I'm like, I will do the show, but I want to interview fighters, like female fighters. Yeah. Like, that's what I will do. Um, every single female story is so different and so unique, but yet yeah, so similar. So and I know a lot of the fighters, so I feel like I, I know a lot about a lot of them, but I always learn new stuff. So I love I love talking to all the different fighters and and it was great hearing your story. So I'll definitely be watching for you and rooting you on. Thank you. All right. Well, I appreciate it. You have a great night and tell your coach thanks again for letting you come on. Thank you for having me. All right. I appreciate you. Have a, have a great rest of your day because I know it's Thursday over there, right? Or Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday, like midday. Yeah, it's Tuesday night here. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You enjoy the rest of your night. I will. Thank you. Take care. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on No Punches Pulled with No Mercy. I hope you all enjoyed, Mia. I sure did. Um, great guest. Definitely a, a ray of sunshine. Um, bright future ahead of her. Definitely, like Michael said, I 100% agree. Future world, uh, definitely future multi-world champion and future Hall of Famer for sure. Um, it was great speaking with her, learning all about her. Um, thank you, Women's Boxing Channel, Michael, for chiming in. And as always, your support in watching the show. Please do make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Spread the word. Let's get more people in here next week um, so that we can spread the word of women's boxing, y'all. Um, I would appreciate that very much. Um, also, please make sure you're following me on social media so you can stay informed on who's going to be on the show from week to week. Um, I have two pages on all social media, Brooke, No Mercy, Deardorff, hashtag Millbrook. And of course, No Punches Pulled with No Mercy. Make sure you're following both of those. I share every week who's coming on um, week to week so you can set your reminders, set all that good stuff, and you can share it for me. Let people know who's coming on. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. I will see you all again, same place, same time next Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. right here, Eastern Standard Time with me. No mercy on no punches pulled with no mercy. But until then, have a great night, y'all. Punch hard. Nothing else matters.